Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast. Hey guys, today David and I are going to update you on today's U.S. housing market. We have Redfin's most recent um, drop, I don't market market data drop, and so we're going to go over that and then talk about it, and hopefully it's good news. David, do you want to highlight a lot of the information you found? Yeah, I don't know about good news, um, but I am excited to share a chart with you in addition to the what we're going to cover with Redfin. I'm excited to share a chart with you that I think paints a pretty good picture for the argument that prices still have a long ways to go as far as coming down. So I'll show that to you here at the end. But let's start off with the uh, Redfin, uh, the most recent Redfin market report. So this is their weekly report. And uh, a couple things to point out. First and foremost, the median monthly mortgage payment hit an all-time high. I know we've talked about this. It keeps. It seems like it keeps breaking records. But all-time high of $2,632 during the four weeks ending September 10th. So um, even though there was a little bit of a decline in mortgage rates, the fact that that home values have gone up just slightly, uh, you know, resulted in mortgage payments, you know, hitting their all time high. It's just crazy to think that the average homeowner is having to pay two thousand six hundred thirty two dollars for their uh, for their housing costs for their mortgage costs. Also, um, mortgage purchase applications are hovering near a three decade low, and pending home sales are down twelve percent year over year. So um, as it relates to the median sales price, we have this chart here from Redfin, but I actually like to look at the interactive one. So you can see this is showing 2023 and the median sales price is hovering right at 379 in their latest report. And what you'll note is, you know, we, we definitely had a decline in median sales price from the peak at 382 uh, um, over the last, let's see, it's tough to, uh, to see. My chart here isn't showing the exact time frame, but so this is in June, starting in June 12th, sitting at 382. We had a drop down to 379 and now really have hovered uh, right around 379 for the last five reporting periods for Redfin. So all the way back to July 3rd, starting July 3rd um, to um, the end date here being September 3rd. So uh, really stabilized over the last few periods. Um, if we come and take a look, one of the notes, well, actually, one of the notes that we have is that CPI, uh, the CPI report that just came out yesterday, we've probably all heard about it. Uh, it did show higher inflation than what everybody was sort of hoping for and expecting. This is coming directly from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And uh, it says the consumer price index for all urban consumers uh, rose 0.6% in August on a seasonally adjusted basis after increasing just 0.2% in July. And the real, um, the real, the reason why there was such a big jump is mainly attributed to, uh, energy. And the index for gasoline was the largest contributor to the month, uh, to the monthly all items increase, accounting for over half of the increase. And so you can see it down here. We have August 23rd, 
the 0.6% increase for all items and energy jumping 10.5%, where if you look back at the trend for just gasoline, 1% in February, down 4.6% in March, uh, back up 3%, back down 5%, 1%, 0.2%, and then a massive jump in gasoline, 10.6% in this reporting period. So um, the uh, August monthly increase was continued advancement. Oh, uh, yeah, shelter, the shelter index uh, rose as well for the 40th consecutive month. So we can see shelter down here. Um, it rose 0.3%. So we haven't had any negative period for shelter for the uh, for 40 consecutive months. And then lastly, the index for all items, less food. So this is what they call the core CPI. You might hear talk about the CPI and then core CPI. Core CPI is basically CPI removing food and energy. And that rose 3% in August following a 0.2% uh, increase in July. Correction, that was 0.3% in August following a 0.2% increase in in, uh, in July. And Jocelyn, I want to get your thoughts here in just a second. But before I do, let's uh, sort of hear what the Zillow economist has to say. Uh, the senior economist over at Zillow says, today's report, speaking of CPI, shows progress on the inflation front slowed in August, but does not necessarily indicate that inflation is Reaccelerating, although core CPI inflation is still above the Federal Reserve's target, annual core inflation continued to moderate. This sustained slowdown in the pace of core price growth reflects the fact that demand and supply are com coming into better balance. So clearly, I think that there is a sense of, you know, you remove that energy and CPI is coming down. Inflation is coming down, but to see that tick up to 0.6% higher than it was in July, that's not exciting to see, but I think they'll probably look past that and see that energy was the main contributor to that increase. And then uh, the uh, Zillow economist goes on to say, despite the August uptick, core inflation is still headed in the right direction. The three-month annualized core CPI rate has fallen to 2.4% which is lower than the six-month annualized rate of 3.7. Goes on to talk about wage growth as well. And um, lastly, he says labor productivity is also on the rise and, and incomes adjusted for inflation are rising again, which is good news for the housing sector and the U.S. economy over the medium and long term. So bottom line is inflation report didn't come back the way that everybody would like to. Uh, from everybody that I'm reading, economists that look at this stuff on a detailed basis, it's probably not enough to change the Fed's plan here next week, whether or not they'll raise rates again. They'll probably stay right where they are, but they're saying that it is likely that they will increase in the next meeting. So that's where we're at on the inflation front. And then as far as interest rates are concerned, um, we have seen a slight decline in the daily average. Uh, so mortgage news daily rate is sitting at 7.22, down from 7.25 yesterday and 7.3 the day before. And this is the Freddie Mac rate, which is the weekly rate. 
and that is down to 7.12, which is down from 7.23 um, just a couple weeks ago. So mortgage rates have come down slightly, but still not a lot of relief. I mean, it's such a, a nominal amount that really isn't going to have much of an impact at all on uh, on demand. So there you have it. I do have my report to share with you, but Jocelyn, your thoughts on you know what's happening with the latest reports from Redfin and Zillow? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't under. I guess I just don't understand how we're going to stop inflation. I and I don't know that rate, continuing to raise the interest rate is going to do that unless if we end up in a recession. <laughs> like, so if the goal is a soft landing, like I just don't see how that is possible. Um, with interest rates being above seven, like that makes it really hard for new home buyers or investors to find properties that make money. Right. And then hopefully on the 20th here in a couple of days, if the Fed keeps the rate um, the same, then hopefully interest rates for home loans will come down just a little bit um, because I'll have more security in those loans. And so I, I don't know, it's, it's so impossible to predict things, but it's kind of comforting that everything's kind of stable right now. And, um, you know, just making, just make smart investments is my advice to people. Just if you're buying investments, if you're buying a home, don't overextend yourself and make sure that the numbers pencil out. Yeah. You know, we continue to come back to, uh, you know, if you look at the home values and we'll show a chart here in just a second of the historical median sales price for homes in the U S but you know, they shot up, um, it, it had a, had a, a peak in mid last year, right before a lot of the rate hikes, as soon as those rate hikes hit, we had a massive decline and now things have st sort of stabilized and have, have started to come up slightly. And so I think that there were those investors who were willing to take action in the face of all the uncertainty that will probably be rewarded with, uh, you know, taking action during that time. And so to your point, we're always preaching this, uh, you know, buying investment property with a very conservative approach, with a long-term mindset, working off of fixed rate debt finding cash flowing properties, putting enough down on a property, make sure that it's cash flowing comfortably and that you have adequate reserves. If you do those things and you have a long-term mindset, you're going to be just fine and you might be rewarded very well for taking action during uncertain times. And, it, and even though prices have been going up over the last couple of weeks, I think there are opportunities to really win good deals in the face of prices stabilizing, because there is uncertainty, there are people with distress that need to sell and their motivations are different than just getting their top dollar. And so there's opportunities to get good deals on the right properties 
in this market just because there's uncertainty. Anytime there's uncertainty, it's going to lead to people making decisions that aren't just about maximizing their dollar, which means that investors could pick up good opportunities. Yeah. And I mean, I bought a property a month ago and I got it for probably 80,000 under appraised value. So um, that's one scenario. I've had multiple clients, uh, real estate clients who've got properties for 50 to 80,000 under their appraised value. So the properties are still appraising high, but they're still getting them at a good price, which is going to give them security if prices do drop Um, because they'll have to drop a lot for me and those few clients that I had um, to actually lose money on that property. And you know what's interesting is I was looking just at the Utah data the other day, and this may be reflective of other markets across the country, but the higher price point homes, we're talking a million to three million, have had very little decline in value. And so I think that that is actually propping up the median sales price, whereas in the lower price points, you have a lot, of, lot more fluctuation. So I think that there's opportunities to find good deals in single family, duplex, fourplex type properties right now. Whereas it may not seem like there's that many deals to be had and the prices are going up because the higher price points are really stabilizing the trend. Um, Any other thoughts on that before we dive into my latest chart that I want to share with you? No, I'm excited to see this chart. All right. So uh, I went and I polled the historical median sales price data for homes in the U.S., uh, from uh, the, the sources, uh, census, the U.S. Census and HUD. And then I asked our good friend ChatGPT to overlay a trend line for us. Uh, what is the historical trend line for the median sales price? And let me try to zoom in on this. So you can see this chart now showing the historical median sales price for homes in the U.S., which is that blue line. You can see we had a massive increase right after COVID. And then you see this historical trend line. Well, it just so happens that the historical trend line sits at 4.07%. Well, what's interesting, as you can see, and maybe if I can zoom on in on this without screwing things up. Okay, that's a little bit better. Oh, boy. All right. I really screwed it up. But you can see that the trend line at 4.07%. If we come over here you can see that we had this massive increase after COVID. Home values going up 30 to 35% and getting way out of whack with that historical trend line. Right now, for us to get back in line with that historical trend line, values would need to drop an additional 20%. So as time goes on, this gap is going to become more and more narrow. But if we were to try to get back today in in line with that trend line, we would need to have values down another 20%. So just taking a look at that, you know, historically, the amount of appreciation that we saw in the last three years is just unprecedented in this country. And if we're going off of this, I think it does show that there is definitely room for values to come down. And whether that's a sharp decline because we have a recession or 
if it's just prices stabilizing, having a soft landing, and us not seeing a whole lot of growth over the next five years for this trend line to get back in line, I think that's what we're going to see. I'm hoping that things stabilize and we just sort of get back in line with the trend line over the next five to seven years. Um, but there's always a chance that a recession comes and all of a sudden we see another 15 to 20% drop in values. Yeah. And I mean, I think either one is plausible. I think it is very plausible that we're going to stabilize, stabilize. There's also a possibility that the market, that it could increase. Like that's not impossible. Um, and then there's also a possibility that the market could decrease, you know, 15 to 20%. So that's, to me, it feels uncertain um, on what could happen. But at the same time, I'm involved, you know, we're involved in the market every day. And I really, I don't know, I feel like things are already coming People are already taking low offers, you know, um, 50000 under their asking price, which I'm not sure about how much percent that is, but that's probably a good 10% um, of a $400,000 house. And so it's not impossible that it could happen. I don't know. I think, I think predicting you know, you could just get yourself in trouble. So if you really want to be safe, buy a house with a 20% margin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Buy Should it right, finance it right, manage it right. If you do all those things, then you're going to be in a great spot moving forward over the long term. Well, that's uh, that's all we have for you today. Um, I am curious to hear from from you listeners and watchers. Do you like the data in the charts? If you do... Go down into the comments right now and let us know if you like the data in the charts and if you like our commentary afterwards. Uh, you know, Jocelyn and I aren't professional economists. We're just looking at this from, uh, you know, we're both investors, we're both brokers, and we're just the average person out there who's trying to understand what's going on in the market and make the best sense of what, of all the chaos that's out there. And so if you like the charts, the data, and the review of what's going on in the market, let us know. And if you like our commentary, let us know. Or if you don't, let us know. We want to try to make these videos as valuable as possible for you guys. So we appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. For more real estate news and investing tips, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our show with a friend. We will see you on the next episode.